I just shoved a bunch of yogurt in my face. So <laughs> I get it. <laughs> it's been it's been a ride. Should we start? Yes, we should. Welcome to Story Beast. I know. This is our second last uh, Gabby and Courtney episode. I know. How do you feel? I feel excited. And like my cup has just been filled every single mm-hmm. week doing this. And it feels amazing. Uh, when we talked about taking a little break, a pause between the seasons, I was like, I don't want to stop recording, but we have so many cool things planned for Story Beast and that time off that we're going to be sharing with people that I'm actually just super psyched about it. So I feel good. I love that. Yes. Now, I think that this has been such a cool experience, uh, getting to do this and getting to talk to so many people and hear from people about like what they're really enjoying. You know, I think that that's been I don't just like the messages that, you know, I get from people that are like, this really helped me like when I was in a slump or like I didn't feel so alone about feeling a slump. <laughs> You know, I just, you know, I really love that piece of this. It's probably my favorite part is just getting to connect with people that like the whole reason we're doing this. So, yeah, I agree. It feels really good. Yeah. It's funny because I feel like all the good people are writers. (laughs) My bias, but. Okay. But also, if you think about too, and, you know, we've talked about this some before, but there's a level of empathy that, you know, we're connecting with I think through story and I think to be in that space I mean you have to be empathetic right you have to be thinking about these different perspectives and being like you know living in skin that isn't yours for however long it takes you to write your book (laughs) you know so I think it makes sense that people become like people are empathetic as creatives yeah yeah I do think about that a lot because I feel like even just being a human being means having to live experiences that we're not ready for sometimes and Mm, so much of being doing it yeah and doing it through story just means that you get to process it in a different way and you get to see it through so many different lenses that you otherwise I don't know I don't think I would use those tools if I if I wasn't a storyteller Mm. yeah I'm I'm just thinking also just about stories that have helped me in my life you know yeah tell me stories that have helped you in your life I want to know them all. Oh my! I know gosh. you're going to talk about Robin Hobb, but I, I want to hear. Tell me. I love Robin Hobb. Um, I had um, so, and you know, you know this, Gabby, but other people don't. You know, I had a, a death in my family many years ago. It was one of those things where you have a, you know, that's like the before and after moment in my life. Like it's a big break in my life, and you know, my um. I watched so much Full Metal Alchemist, which if anyone's out there loves that anime, it's so good. And I just really connected to like the really raw grieving piece of these characters and having something that, you know, went really bad go worse. And then having like they had to keep trying and struggling and their connection to each other was so much of a big piece about why they made it and their love for each other. And just like the stubbornness to keep going. And like I'm getting chills as I'm talking about it because it's I, you know, I, I just 
I will never forget that. And that story, I mean, it really, it did so much for me. And even stories that I told myself at that time. And now when I, you know, I can't remember if I've um, mentioned this before on this podcast, but when I look at them now, they're like little messages in a bottle that I sent to myself that I was going to make it when I felt like I wasn't. And, um, and it's really amazing to look back on those and see that I had the message for myself, even if I couldn't see it. So I just, I love story. I really mean it. <laughs> so I think, I think it's no underestimation to say that story often for me at least has saved me in many ways mm-hmm. and i just i feel sad sometimes when i think about how generally in society storytellers are not always looked at with a lot of respect and i think that's that's quite a sad thing because i think storytelling has so much power not only for the way that we share and communicate through story but for the way that we allow ourselves to kind of process everything mm-hmm. in different ways at different levels um, for ourselves and through different characters, through through characters who have to clash all of the time, through journeys that they have to take that we maybe would never take in real life, but where their emotional journey is something that can still resonate. Mm. If only it was taken more seriously. I feel like it does find the people that it needs to find and that's okay. But it's also, there's always that kind of battle that happens. And I don't know, maybe this is just um, a me thing, but I do feel like there's idea in society that it's not, your work is not respected unless you can show that you make a lot of money out of it. So storytellers who are hitting all of the bestsellers lists or uh, movie makers, directors who are making great movies and their and their box office hits are great. Um, those are the people who get a lot of respect. And then if you get somebody who goes in and says, oh, I'm writing a story or I'm doing a thing and you have no accolades to show for it, the amount of respect is just a lot lower. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's such a pity that, that that seems to be the way that society views story and the medium through which we tell it a medium being us (laughs) because i do feel like story kind of floats around us and we channel it in a way that um makes makes me sometimes feel like a story medium i love that as a a medium for story and the kind of the double entendre of the word medium yeah and i just to your point about money i think that is total crap you know there's so many things that i've read from people even in our writing group and all that and it, and it blows me away like it blows me away how talented and wonderful so many of the people that i get to interact with are and you know whether or not they're published whether or not they have a you know an award next to their name it doesn't really matter and and i think I mean, as a whole, I mean, it's even bigger than story, I feel like, but it's, I I think it's almost just a commentary on the way that this sort of like capitalistic culture can be is it is money driven and status driven. And what does that mean? And that's how we determine our worth when everyone is, in my opinion, equally worthy of doing what Mm. they want. Mm. And I think it's such a big question that we as storytellers have to address for ourselves because we don't grow up in a bubble of this is the thing that I love. And so I can just go ahead and do it. And some of us are lucky enough that we have that kind of encouragement from when we're little. And however, we navigate our way through life, we have support. And that's not the case for everyone. So it can be a big question, I think, as a storyteller, to define for yourself the things that are important when you move through your own journey. And for me, one of the biggest realizations was that I feel as long as I 
continue to improve my craft and I'm very focused and intentional about the way that I approach that, then if my craft is solid, I have no reason not to believe in myself and not to support myself independently of what anybody else might think about the work that I do. And that's such an important thing, I think, as a storyteller, because our work is so subjective. And when we put it out into the world, people can have their opinions and that's their right. Um, and we go through so many stages of, you know, if you're if you're pursuing traditional publishing, for instance, you have to go through all those rounds of getting feedback from agents. And then you have to go through getting feedback from editors. And then you have to go through getting feedback from readers. And that's all part of the process. But so much of that, I think, of how you're able to to weather that is how well you're anchored within your own sense of self and your own story worth, I would say. I love that. And, you know, the word alignment came up for me. And then I was like, did I say that when we talked to Faisal? Like, I, you know, we were talking about bravery and you and I have so many similar values, I would say. And I think that's also uh, A, why I love you, B, why we work well together. Um, I think we're always really talking about the intention behind like what we're doing. And even when it comes to this podcast, you know, everything that we talk about, I mean, it, it's more than just here's the thing I'm doing. It's what's underneath of that, like what's motivating me and how do I want to live out my life? And I think that, you know, this is a question that I feel like I'm asking myself all the time. And it relates to my own story, like as Courtney, as someone who who lives as a person, you know, and I think that wherever you are in your career, or if you're listening to this as a reader, as just a human, I think this is always just a nice check in to do is, you know, am I, you know, am I in alignment? Like, what are my values? And like, think of those three things. And if you're not checking them out, like, or checking them off, then, you know, at that point, you know, what changes might need to be made? That way you can feel in alignment and have a sense of wholeness, because I think that that that's so important. You know, I mean, it's like beyond, again, like beyond the accolades, beyond all of the achievements, all of that. At the end of the day, we're all going to die. Um, and as my Gigi would say, you know, she's just, just like, you just can't take it with you, right? Like you can't take it with you when you go. So yeah, that's where I'm at. <laughs> yeah, I think, I mean, all of that. Yes. <laughs> yes to all of that. <laughs> um, I'm just, it, it's it's hitting me from so many different angles in good ways because I've been thinking a lot about like, what does it mean to move through this life mm. and focus on the things that are important to us? What does it mean to carry things like self-doubt as a storyteller? How do we, and, and that comes up in things like, like we're both deep in revisions. You know, how do we say to ourselves, is this the right time for me to start this over or move to the next thing? Or all of those questions that kind of come up in our levels of belief. And we kind of, or I kind of, I guess I can only speak for myself, vacillate between I know that I can tell a story and is this good enough? So it, it's this this back and forth between those two things. And what always brings me back to the center is why do I do this? Mm. Um, you know, what is my purpose as a storyteller? And when I can continue to answer that question for myself, it just recalibrates everything for me in a way that allows me to move forward without standing in my own way, I guess. I just want to ask this just in case this came up for any any ears that might this podcast might find but what if like the answer is i don't know like i don't know what my purpose is as like a storyteller or you know what am i even doing that kind of thing because i you know we we're talking about self-doubt and 
right now. I know I feel I feel good right now. I know there's times I don't feel good. And I run to like you or Nadine or like my partner and I'm like, help me, you know, but like, but I, you know, I mean, that's something that I would totally do, but I, you know, I just wanted to kind of bring that up and see what, see what you have to say about that too. What do you do? What do I do when I'm in the throes of self-doubt? Yeah. When you feel like shit, cause everything's shit. Yeah. I mean, I do get like that. I know. Sure. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Well, so you know, so I, you're one of the people mm-hmm. that I run to. Um, but what I've, because I know that I have this tendency, right? I go through these kind of, I feel like I'm riding a wave sometimes. Mm, yeah. And, you know, there's there's the, the part of the wave that's under the surface that people don't get to see. And we sometimes dip right down and it feels like we're being swept away in this current. I feel like that sometimes. And the thing that helps me is to recognize when that is happening and to know that I'm about to ride that out. And then what I've started to do is to make sure that I have in my previous work highlighted things that I love. Mm. And so I can go back, read those things and remind myself what it is that kind of shines when I'm when I'm writing. Because reading the th- those things that the parts of my writing that are the deepest parts for me, they say they speak to me in a different way than if I would read the whole thing or think about how do I fix something or it's literally just, I'm reading this. I love it. And then I say to myself, okay, you wrote this thing. Objectively, you come back to it X months away from when you've read it. And why do you love it? And it could be, usually it's some kind of emotional thing. Usually it's because I've managed to somehow encapsulate an emotional truth because that's the type of storytelling that I, that I aim to tell that I aim to do. And when I managed to capture that, it reminds me of what is important to me about story. So yes, there are going to be times when I don't always get that right. But the times when I do get that right, the story comes alive. Mm. And we spoke the other day about how there are these little like gems in a story and how a full novel is not the same as, for instance, writing a poem mm-hmm. where the whole poem can be a gem on its own. But a novel, if you just keep throwing every single shiny thing at it, it loses some of its shine because it's too much sparkle and you can't look at it properly anymore. (laughs) So I just feel like sometimes it's okay to feel like you don't love every line or something isn't working. Remind yourself of the things. This is what I do. I remind myself of the things that do work. And then I give myself space from it, which you're really good at reminding me to do. I'll make you a contract. And I <laughs> love that contract, by the way. I, well, I don't know if we've ever talked about this contract on here. Have we? I don't know. Potentially. Yeah. So Courtney made me a contract where I had been sort of stuck in the weeds for a long time with the story. And she was like, you need to step away from this. And I am... Um, I find it very hard to step away from things because I'm a perfectionist. I want to get things right before I can move on. And so it was really difficult. And she made me sign a contract, which she wrote. And that said, I would stay away from my story for, I don't remember the amount of time it was like. It was like, it was a while, but I feel like it probably won't sound like a while to a lot of people. But, you know, I mean, if you've gotten to know us at all, you'll probably um, understand that Gabby is sort of obsessive and like, (laughs) it's just, she's a very intense person. I love all these things about you, Gabby. 
Um, and also <laughs> I think, you know, it was really like about like a month or six weeks, I think was mm-hmm. like, the, I think that was the time frame. and you ended up taking longer, but you, like I yeah. sent you a contract, I wrote one up and I made you sign it. And I think you weren't allowed to have pie or something. Yeah. That was really hard. You yeah. brought in the snacks and I, I yeah. had to obey that. But yeah. so, yes, <laughs> I, I think what was important for me then and this might just be a, a personal kind of personality thing, but it was, I needed the push to to stop at that point. Mm-hmm. And yes, I then ended up going past the six weeks and working on something else, but that's what I, I needed to start before I could actually feel like it was okay. Mm. And sometimes you just kind of need that. You need somebody else to help you turn because it's so hard to, when you're, um, I feel like it's like an inertia thing. Mm. Um, you, you need an external force to come and push you in another direction. <laughs> <No>. So <laughs> gently. <Nah>. And, um, um, <laughs> but that's that's one of the things that I I do lean heavily on my community. And this is why I think community is so important. Because when you doubt yourself, and I do have, oh, this is another thing that I do. I've started, this is also called me, you. Um, I print out screenshots of comments on my work that are from people who I really admire, whose work I admire, whose opinions I value. And I have those. I have to get a notice board so I can actually pin them up in a place where they're mm. visible. But at the moment, there's somewhere where I can just, I, I paste them in a, like a, a PowerPoint. This but anyway, right. so that I can, yes, you are. And so that it's in one place <laughs> and I have that open always on my laptop. And then when I feel stuck, I just switch tabs, look at that and remind myself that no, everything I write is not shit. And I'm just being dramatic for a minute and it's okay. And I can step away and then I can come back to it and it's there. So I will at some point put that up on an actual physical cork board or something, but that's what I, that's one of the things that I do to kind of come back to, to, st- to being able to step back and be a bit more realistic. Cause I do tend to get into my head a lot. Yeah. And, and to be fair, I think that that can be a pitfall of a lot of people that spend a lot of time in their head, <laughs> you know? Um, and, and I think that's fair. I love that you're, you're putting that in a place where you can see it because, you know, just as like therapist Courtney here, I think that's really important to, you know, remind ourselves of those things because having comments or strategies you can easily reach for when you are not like well, that is really important because when we're not well in ourselves, it's hard to be like, oh, well, I remember exactly this thing because it's like our brains are in like a fog. And um, so anyway, having like a list of things that, you know, if you are having a bad day, a bad writing day, a bad personal day, you know, just those things, just shifting it 1% sometimes is really helpful, right? And so having those comments that, you know, people have who really like you love and respect and whose work they you love and respect and having them shine that back onto your stuff. I think that's really important, you know, and I think I've said this before, but it's like, also, it's like, we need to, this is like, this is my new thing because I have failed at this recently, but, you know, make sure you're drinking enough water and you're taking your meds if you have meds and you're eating okay <laughs> you know, and moving your body some like those things are important and those can also help too mm-hmm. i love this because i feel like we talk a lot about and and there's a lot of information out there about the psychology of story but really there's also the psychology of the storyteller mm. and how important it is for us to be cognizant of the things that we need to address and be aware of 
when it comes to how we approach our lives and story, because I do feel like as a storyteller, and again, this might just be a me thing, but I live inside my story and inside my head very intensively. And that can sometimes be good and it can sometimes be a little bit unhealthy. So being aware of those things, being able to move fluidly between those worlds and remember how to be present in both can be difficult and it is still necessary. And we still have to be able to tap into those tools to allow us to be able to do that. And also just to say that just might be part of your curriculum here as someone in earth school and you might deal with that forever (laughs) right so i and that's fine i just want to like leave space for that to be fine and that's why like all these other tools like if you you know gabby says all the time like know yourself you know so if you know yourself and you know you're going to struggle with that you know having things like those lists all of that you know i I really feel like that could be really important you know because again i think in my life i've struggled to be more than just a brain shell <laughs> and like and it's funny I love because, that, a brain shell yeah well totally or like a meat suit like i i have characters that wrestle with these things too right because it's just part of it's part of being a me um and so sometimes those little bits show up um but you know, it's something I struggle with. And, um, and I know you struggle with it too, because it's, it's so annoying to do mortal tasks. I don't know. It's really, it's really rude. It's like, so just keeps cropping up and making me do stuff and making you do stuff. It's insulting. Yeah. I just, you know, (laughs) (laughs) we sound like such brats. (laughs) You know what though? Like I'm, I'm going full brat. I mean it. Like I don't want to do it. Like, (laughs) Neither do I. I'm fully rebelling against all the administration of life. Uh, Let's quit. Let's just go off into the forest. That's actually what I'd like to do. I would too. I mean, there needs to be water nearby. Otherwise, I might be sad about... It could be lakes. I could do like a mountain lake. A mountain lake. That sounds ideal. No mosquitoes. No, no mosquitoes. No spiders. No spiders. I don't like spiders. Well, spiders as they need to be for the ecosystem, but not... In our cute cabins. <laughs> Thank you for specifying that. That's very particular. Well, yeah, you have to be. Oh. All right, fine. Spiders may exist in the world. I Good. concede. I think we need them. That's why they're here, right? Like- <laughs> <laughs> I just don't see why some of them have to be as terrible as they are. That's all I'm saying. I think it depends on, you know, the climate. Maybe they're like the villains of the, of the real world. They got to exist. And sometimes they're just a lot more terrible than you want them to be. But there they are, and you got to deal with them. Okay. I have been thinking about villains a lot. So I'm not sure I appreciate the spider comparison. <laughs> what have you been thinking about in terms <laughs> well, of villains? Well, I wouldn't say I've been thinking, but more like mindlessly consuming in the scroll of TikTok. But I'm thinking about villains. <laughs> Look, villains are my favorite. I love villains. And more than that, I love heroes who are actually incredibly villainous and could just at the, like, at the, I don't know, smallest little drop of a something turn villainous. Those are the good ones. And actually, you know who does that really well? Crystal. Mm. Yeah, we talked about this in writing group the other week. We did. Yeah. Yeah, she's amazing. Crystal. Her stories are so good. We love you and we love your stuff. Ugh. (laughs) 
Crystal, for anyone listening, is super cool, super funny, super talented, and also really nice. Oh, yeah. She How'd is. she get it all? That's really unfair. And did you yeah. see how much her skin glows? Like She? Yes. It's I rude, know. Actually. actually, yeah. You know what? Forget everything we said. I'm mad at Crystal. <laughs> <laughs> she really does have a beautiful skin. It's like the dewy complexion. Look, her makeup is always amazing. It's because she lives in hell. I think, you know, yeah. there's not a lot of sun there. Yeah, I guess that's... Is it helpful to live in hell? I don't know. Is this a digression? People are like, no, what are I you think it's for? part of villain. It's part of villainy living in hell. It's not a digression. Okay, that's true. Okay, well, tell me... You know, this is funny. We were going to talk about... Um, <laughs> we were going to talk about... <laughs> You know, it's this is hilarious, everyone, because we were gonna talk about we're both save the cat people, and we were gonna we were thinking about like, wow, we're kind of at the end of Act One, we'll say. That is not to say that there will only be three seasons, but um, just like conceptualizing our journey here and moving into Act Two, and so we were talking about the debate portion of save the cat if you happen to be a save the cat person and this comes after the inciting incident before you break into two for act two and it's sort of this place of um you know they call it the debate which can be like oh do i do this do i make this choice but it can also just be a sort of like preparation mode your character might go into before going into act two which represents the new world you know the new sort of space they're going to be in for honestly most of your book right or your story so 50 percent of whatever you're telling is act two so this is what we were talking about talking about and then now we've been on a whole like life deep journey and we're talking i about think it's very films, important crystal <laughs> and her amazing skin <laughs> this is who we are we are chaos but in a yes. good way yes i like it I feel like my story brain too can be sometimes chaotic and then yeah, being able too. to come back to the structure helps me. Mine is too. I started doing this thing um, and it's from uh, Abby Emmons. If uh, anyone out there listens to her, um, you know, she I think she has a podcast with her sister, but she has an incredible YouTube channel. It's just a bunch of writing resources. And um, she talked about her outlining method and I really like it. She does not use save the cat in that way um she just has like a you know just kind of the traditional three-act story structure because you know save the cat as many of you may know is adapted from like screenplay stuff and you know like the beats are kind of named differently but um anyway um she has some great stuff and she um does this thing where she has like a brain dump then um an outline of like just like just the simple beats that she's hitting and then a long outline where she combines the two and i have found that been that's been working really well for me in terms of like also managing the chaos because I get to be like oh and then this thing and then that thing and then ha ha you know and then I still get those beacons that we talk about I don't go full outline in terms of um if you do listen to her stuff she I think does like 30,000 word outlines or something you know it's a lot but um but I do think it's um that's actually been something that's been working for me that's interesting because I, I actually don't use save the cat I did try um I I find it I feel overwhelmed when I get to act mm. two with Save the Cat because it's just, I feel like there's so much happening and I don't know how to navigate it properly. Mm -hmm. um, and I tend naturally to be more of a pantser. So I need 
something that allows me to go back to something with more structure once I've done the, the mm-hmm. zero draft. And mm-hmm. and so I do write to beacons, but I actually use um, th- like a screenplay structure with eight mm-hmm. beat, like mm-hmm. main beats to it. And then we have talked before, I think, about uh, Jamie Gold's like, master yeah. beat sheet, the, the Frankenstein beat sheet thing, which I think is, is helpful. It's just because I, I like to have a lot of things happening in between that allows me to slide back into where do I fall, where am I falling in my story so that I can hone in on where I'm getting stuck. And that, makes that helps me a lot more when there's kind of more things to think about in terms of the, the, the structural outline. Because act, act two is really big, and I basically have gotten to the point where I just break it over my knee into act 2A <laughs> and act 2B. And mm-hmm. that's like, that's how I label it for myself. And also, it's I've wrapped my brain around it enough in that way where it does feel better. Um, but yeah, and, you know, I think as it relates to this podcast, right, you know, we are jumping into act two, we'll say, which is very long, right? So we're going to, I think we said we're going to be doing this podcast for like, what, 70 years, 80, something like that. (laughs) (laughs) So Forever? Forever? I guess, well, then how do we get to act three? Is that like, I don't, that's where I'm confused. It's fine. Well, deal with that when we start uh, it's like i just don't know how we're gonna do it when we're dead (laughs) you know what (laughs) it's fine this is what we do okay we do the three acts or the four acts or whatever and then we end the book and we just move on to the sequel great okay i like the way you think great thank you everyone we've we've solved this issue so (laughs) (laughs) so anyway we are gonna be um you know, jumping into our act two. Um, so we're going to have one more episode. Do you want to say who our, um, our legendary is? Mm-hmm. Yes, we have Amanda Linsmeyer coming up next week. I and then, her. yeah, and then we have one more episode with just me and you. Yes. Before we end. So we'll mm-hmm. do a nice fun little wrap up. So our last legendary is Amanda. And oh, I'm so excited to share that episode. Me too. Had a lot of fun talking to her. I love her. She's so sweet. She is. She is. I can't wait to read her book. It's going to be amazing. Um, And then when we go into act two, like when we do our second season, um, you know, we, we have like, I mean, we're not going to announce it right now, but we have some really fun things that are going to happen. And I'm really excited. Um, And and I'm curious, just like, I know it'll be like a month from now, but I feel like you and I are just in the middle of like, you know, big things, some shit storms as one does. And I'm just curious where it's all going to be. And I know it's only a month from now, but you know, I'm- A lot I'm, can happen in a month. It really can. And um, and so I'm just, I'm so excited for us to be able to check back in and yeah. All right. Well, I will say that if you're curi- curious about- what we're planning for Story Beast. Do sign up for our newsletter because yeah. we're going to share all the little secrets in there. And I will drop just a tiny little tidbit. Um, and Courtney, you can elaborate if you want, but we will be doing something outside of the audio range. And um, what you take from that is up to you. <laughs> secrets um (laughs) yes i'm not gonna elaborate i think that was perfect um yeah so should we jump in to snacks are you gonna out snack me again okay i actually i was thinking about this before we hopped on and i think it would be really unfair for me to out snack you this week because i'm definitely (laughs) gonna out snack you you the, the next time 
it's kind of rude because I can never have any come back to that. It's like you're just conceding to me now, which means that even if I win, it's not a good win. So and you're I just like too that. competitive. Just, That's your problem. I am a billion percent competitive and very yeah. intense, and I don't care. See, I well, then you shouldn't care. You said you don't care. <laughs> well, no, because I care about winning. And now you're like, fine, you can win, which is not the same See, as winning. Here's the thing. You're though, just I like, just you, don't you really care about winning. So that's why I'm offering the win. To that you. is a lie. You do care. No, I just, well, okay. So <laughs> just to, just to say, like, I, I genuinely was thinking about this before we got on and I was like, wow, I really need to make sure I don't out snack Gabby because I'm going to out snack her at the next one because Roy and I are doing our, um, our tasting for our wedding stuff and I'm gonna be eating a lot of like really great stuff and pretty sure I'm gonna get to talk about it a bit for our last episode so um I am incredibly jealous yeah I know I was just trying to be nice you're making it into a competition you were the one that made gratitude into a competition remember when I had gratitude (laughs) (laughs) all I'm gonna say is you brought that up not me so all right what is my snack (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh you know what i did get this is not my snack but um mm. i got these they finally have them <gasps> back in oh stock. you're evil um, they're okay i tell people what they are they're these um sea salt crackers which sounds very boring but okay no they're good they're they amazing. are so good because they they are they're just like normal crackers but they taste they have like this kind of cheesiness yeah. to them but there's no cheese in them and um they're actually i think they're vegan yes they are they're vegan and they're really good they're from this company called savor is that how you would say that yeah i'm mad i kind of like just (laughs) want to talk about this company all the time so eventually Mm -hmm. they'll just send me crackers (laughs) i want them to have that here that's like feel deprived they're so good you get other cool stuff where you know but i want those crackers too (laughs) (laughs) okay that's not my snack um what's my snack my snack is oh lately i've been doing this really good fruit salad with um papaya pineapple mango Um, strawberries and bananas and i've just been making myself do because it's a really it's a real pain in the butt to like cut up pineapples and mangoes and papaya like it's just i'm lazy so like i make myself make this huge tub of it Mm-hmm. and like cut up a whole lot of it and I'm just like okay I'll just take this half an hour and I will just cut up all these things and then it's so good because I get to have it for well it doesn't usually last the whole week but like but for a little days. while yeah. yeah I love that yeah that's that's been my favorite and then I eat it with um this coconut milk yogurt which is it which is vegan and you should try it if you haven't mm-hmm. it's the Riviera one I think Nadine recommended it to me the vanilla one sounds delicious Mm-hmm. I've also been I feel like I, I feel really bad because I feel like I've been cheating on tea but I've been drinking coffee uh mm. with maple syrup in it and that's been really Yum. good yeah. mm. so good because I've been pushing myself to get my revisions done um so I've just been giving myself I, ridiculous deadlines dude, and I get that yeah so I've been I've been coffeeing which you know just I feel like I'm being rude to my brain but there we are I know. I it's hard. I've I've also been doing a lot of coffee, as you know. As you know, Bob. <laughs> just throwback. Um <laughs> uh, but um, you know, I've been getting up at like four AM, which I know people are gonna be like, What the 
hell dude <laughs> but like but I I have been because I'm really pushing myself I'm um you know I'm doing a, a thing right now yeah and I'm not really gonna say much about it right now but I'm doing a thing it's a cool thing I'm gonna it's just a, say I hope to it's, everyone, a cool it's a cool thing. thing it is a cool thing we'll see if it, it's a cool just thing embrace it Okay, I, I should make a, a list of things and then one of those things will be Gabby said it's a cool thing. Um, but anyway, I'm doing I'm doing something <laughs> and I'm really pushing myself. It's you know, I mean, a lot of people listening to this are probably also not full time writers and you know, many people here are have other obligations that exist and as Gabby and I were complaining, it sucks to be a mere mortal and I'm so done with it. And so in my <laughs> state of mortality, I've been getting up and just, you know, doing like shots of coffee in the morning to try to do this thing because I'm I'm really pushing myself and I hope it's good. <laughs> so. I can objectively tell you that it is good. Thank you. I have read bits of it, the bits that you've shared. And they're excellent. Thank you. This is why and you know around. I would tell you if they're not. So. I know you would. And I love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, and I and I will talk more about it. And honestly, I'll talk more about it probably in season two. Um, you know, I just don't want to um, overcommit to anything right now. Um, you know, <laughs> but but anyway. Blah, blah. Um, it's, it's good. It's coming. It's great. You guys <laughs> just be excited. I am super excited about it. Oh, well, thank you. Courtney, just get out of your own way. I know. Isn't that, isn't that the theme right here? Yes. Yeah. So anyway, my snack has also been coffee. Um, maybe less gratitude than normal because I've been making the coffee, but... Um, it's coffee and courage. Coffee and courage. Oh, are we both having that, though? I feel like we both have that. I don't know. I feel like I'm having like coffee and meltdowns, but that's... that's but that, too, <laughs> I, I don't... I don't know. I don't feel like I, I think what's so interesting about like being like brave or courageous and the idea of those things is that like, you know, no one is brave or courageous and just feels brave or courageous because I don't feel like it's that's not truly like the emotion there. It's like you're putting yourself out there. You're taking risks. You're pushing yourself. You're doing things that, you know, feel impossible or hard and you keep going. And honestly, it's like, I mean, that sometimes when you don't believe, right? Like, I mean, that's, I mean, that's where you find out like where you're made of, right? Like that's, you know, I mean, that's the place that we're in and we've been in and we're going to, you know, we're going to keep swimming in that. And I think even, even if like we were further along in our careers, I feel like we would still be there in mm. some ways because there's mm. always, there's always another mountain to climb. And, you know, and again, like, you know, if I've learned anything, anything at all, really for the last couple of years, but, you know, especially talking about it so much on this podcast is just how important it is to have your people, mm. you know, because when you feel like crap and you're, I can't do it. Like you, sometimes we need someone to tell us that, yeah, you can, and you're going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we end our episodes and we joke and we say, be brave, but actually being brave to me is so important when it comes to storytelling, because what it means to me is show up for yourself. Yes. And I feel like I've been saying that and thinking those words a lot lately because it means so many different things to me. And a lot of it comes back to, again, that central core concept of why am I here? What am I, how can I be true to the concept of what story means to me? And that can evolve over time and be all these different things. But as long as I continue to show up for that, that is brave because it's it hard. 
it's hard to do and I don't know how to do it and I'm figuring it out as I go and I think a lot of us are figuring it out as we go but we're still here Mm -hmm. we're showing up showing up for ourselves showing up for our stories showing up for each other and I just love it I think it is brave and it's beastly it's totally beastly oh I love you (laughs) fine I love you too (laughs) (laughs) okay everyone well I feel like we said be brave stay beastly we Um, did and and drink coffee if you must yeah, or if it's bad for you, switch back to tea. But you know, we get it if you're <laughs> if you're pushing into the impossible and you need it. So, all right, we'll see you guys in a couple weeks. And next week we've got Amanda. Oh, she's so wonderful. You guys are gonna love her. If you don't already love her, I'm sure you already know her. Everyone, if already you don't, loves her. look her up. Yeah, Amanda Linsmeyer. Oh. All right, bye guys. Bye.